all right audio is good video we're good all right um yeah man we're just gonna get right into it i'm not really um i don't even have a script for today normally i have like some type of sheet but i feel like when we link up like you mentioned off camera in the elevator like we just we just have that chemistry we already know exactly what we want to talk about what we want to know yeah and even like through the dms when you heard me up i knew you were excited to link up and i was excited to link up because we're both actively moving and stuff so i was saying it's like the batman and superman vibes and shit and i was I, like <laughs> i like that i like that a lot I, except i'd probably be iron man I don't, you think so i like iron man i like batman i'm not gonna lie i like batman um i like how he uses he's what's, at his, what's at his fingertips he's they don't make them you know what's crazy is they make um they make tony stark seem like a genius yeah but if you really think about it batman's a genius yeah he's like legitimately calculated with his decision making and shit batman kills superman in the comics yeah that is true so i think the strongest man to ever live so you know superman's like like batman's always been a genius to me and so i love i love him obviously he has the money too and even his persona he always rolls with the two girls and drives the dope whips but at the end of the day he's just whooping ass and saving lives you know are you you excited to uh, see that new one with robert patterson I just seen the preview last yeah. night for that. Yeah. So, but but short answer, yes, I am excited I know. to see. I love I love uh, any Batman movie. Yeah. Um, how did you think uh, Ben Stiller did when he was Batman? Uh, I don't know. I kind of didn't fuck with him like that. I don't know. It didn't it didn't sit well with me. I feel like the one that with the Dark Knight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like though that's that's that trilogy. Yeah. That one was a a really like classic. You know what I mean? Just the way they perceived how Batman was and his swag and like how he was able to, to just, you know, save the city and people not even knowing until later on. Right. Yeah. I, I don't remember the full story. It's been a while since I seen it, but I, love I remember the, watching it in theaters. It was lit. I love Bane. Batman. Yeah. That motherfucker was next level though. He was next level for sure. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, I feel like they, you know, didn't realize how good those bad guy characters would be. The Joker, Joaquin, uh, what's his name? Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. He did a good job with the Joker role, uh, but the most recent one—that's not even the new. The guy that passed away, uh, Heath Ledger. Yeah, he killed. He it. killed that shit. They said he stole the show. He did. You it's kind of hard for anyone to replicate uh, another Batman and shit. Um, but yeah, man. So this isn't even like how I normally start the podcast. It's this all is, good. This is, this is me just vibing with you right that's now. That's all good. Uh, but yeah, so pretty much to answer your question, what you said earlier, Emlyn um, Podcast. This is a rebranded. So the way we did it before, it was called the Low Key Facts Podcast. Okay. And that was more like let's just get content going. Let's doing it. There wasn't no thought into the name. For sure. Emlyn Podcast. I feel like when people saw the Low Key Facts Podcast, they called it the Emlyn Podcast. So I was like, okay. just branding. And people already identify the orange logo and they have familiarity with it. It just kind of made sense. But the purpose of the podcast is the art of vision. It's about, you know, how people are able to manifest an idea into reality. And basically, wow, that's powerful. that looks like a lot of things. You know what I mean? It could be, uh, arch- you know, building some type of big infrastructure, building someone that can create a blueprint and create an actual building. Or someone that has an idea, a brand, uh, some type of content they want to create and they actually do it and get people to enjoy and love it. Like... That's the art of vision. You know That's what I mean? Dope. And I feel like a lot of people wouldn't grasp that because, you know, they're not doing these things. Uh, but, you know, it's it comes in many ways. There's other ways of doing it and manifesting it. So the purpose of the podcast is we want to highlight people that, you know, do that in their own ways. And most importantly, I want to bring value to the to the viewers and the people that are listening that are pursuing entrepreneurship or are an artist or create content or just do this type of stuff that's creative and hear other people's perspective, especially here in Silicon Valley. You know, we have a lot of, uh, you know, underrepresented talent out here that I feel For like sure. doesn't get acknowledged. 
um, because we're not L.A. or we're not New York or we're not, you know, one of these big capitals, even though we technically are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's covered by the tech blanket and just like the, the you know, the innovations that come from Silicon Valley. For sure. So long story short, I'm going to introduce my guest that is here today, the yeah. homie J.D., yeah, Mr. Yeah, John yeah, Dell yeah, Sparks, yeah, yeah, a.k.a. Yeah. part of the culture. Part of the culture. That's my name now. Yeah, you are part of the culture. You know, <laughs> officially. So I'm a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have me here. Um, as you were talking about, you know, your podcast and the vision, there's a story that popped in my head, like a little anecdotal story. And it talks about, you know, a man, he had a house and he put a rug in it and he seen that he could put a rug and he can change it. And then he added a window and he seen it was good, mm -hmm. you know, and he realized that with this home, he could do anything he wanted to and he could put his vision and he could change the home to however he wanted. And so it's a powerful feeling when you can first put that rug or when you first do that first thing, like for you, it's a powerful feeling when you start that podcast, yep. you know what I mean? Because it, it leads, you know, the rug was just one thing and then it leads to the windows, then it leads to the couches. So it definitely helps build when you're creative and you create something, it doesn't just stop with the thing that you created. It helps you create so much more. So I love, I love that you have the podcast and I already know before I even ask, like it's probably turned into so much more for you. Has the podcast turned into more? For you uh definitely um it's funny how you reversed that like you became the host right now you seen that <laughs> <laughs> but uh no that's a good question uh i think it has you know i, I mentioned it evolved from doing it with my friends in the in the garage back in the south side in 2016 17 this yeah. is when i was inspired by just the creativity started bringing people that i knew just like who i could like call and be like hey what's up come through and then it ended up me like dming people on instagram that i didn't know and people that were even geographically outside of San Jose. And I'm like, hey, would you be willing to come to San Jose and do a podcast? And eventually I started bringing in artists from like Oakland and Berkeley. I had someone come away from Vallejo. And it just made me feel like, damn, people are actually willing to come all the way over here just to be a part of this production. And then it kind of eventually made me realize like, you know, our whole city uh, is so huge, but there's other markets outside. And I feel like I was able to break in other markets with the content. And eventually it introduced new people with new ideas. It introduced different projects that I never knew existed. And I started getting inspired. So to answer your question, it did impact in the sense of like how I thought vision wise. Yeah. But in the sense of like what I've been doing is nothing has changed. I'm just bringing dope people and having dope yeah. conversations. You know that's what I mean? Dope. So, that's dope. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's the best way I can answer that. But, you know, I kind of want to pivot this really quick and talk about, you know, why you're even here and just kind of like for the people that maybe not have seen the previous podcast that we for did sure. or the ones that don't that haven't definitely take the time to watch it because he, we had a chance to break down some of the courses that he's uh, actively pushing. Um, you know, you have some projects, you know, you got the podcast, you're doing real estate. Uh, you know, you, you also even created a, a recent uh, course for people that want to get into Airbnb real estate, if I'm not mistaken, right? I'm still so I haven't released an official course okay. on um, Airbnb, but I'm definitely uh, laying the groundwork for it. I've definitely been sharing all of my experiences with Airbnb. I've been trying to be transparent. Mm. I'll show my Airbnb um, for the people because my thing is, is that. Yeah, I could keep all the knowledge and all the game to myself, yeah. but I learned a long time from Eric Thomas. Like, if you want to succeed, help other people succeed. And so with the Airbnb, I just know that 
brown people, I, I'll say it, uh, uh, and even, you know what I mean, even some white people, mm. we aren't given access to information or we hear these things like, oh, you could do an Airbnb. Oh, you can do real estate. Oh, you can do all these things. But I share the experience because, um, and I teach because, A, it makes me a better hustler, but I also teach because no one showed us. You know mm. what I mean? No one showed a young JD how to start an Airbnb. I'm 35. Mm. I could have been doing this stuff. I could have been, you know what I mean, investing in real estate. I could have been having mm. properties. I could have been a landlord. I could have been had storefronts. I could have been doing all this stuff if somebody would have been there for me to teach me. So I try to just be that guiding light so that you guys can get to the bag and get to your dreams just a little bit quicker. Mm. And that's 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 that speaks a lot about, you know, just kind of how you approach things. Cause I remember last time we talked, you say, you know, your your perspective of just like when you do certain things, you don't do it out of building something for yourself. You do it out of servicing another person or helping someone build, you know, helping them build their vision. So is that kind of like the same approach you have now still, even though, you know, that was like almost a whole year. You know, what I mean, that was last March. That's crazy. So it's almost been a year since we fucking did a podcast. Was it, did the pandemic start when that happened? It did. It was just starting. It just started. Yep. So it wasn't, it was like, that. I don't even remember like we were wearing masks or anything at that time. I think it was like pre-masked. Yeah. It was definitely pre-masked. That's crazy to think about. But, uh, I, so anyone listening to this that has a brand, anybody who wants to become more successful, I want to write an article or I want to like, my next book is going to be called service 10 people because Everybody wants to, everybody wants like whatever, a bigger house, a bigger yeah. car or a doper. And they, they always start with like what they want, but at no point do a lot of, we've not, we have not, it's not our fault. Mm-hmm. We have not been trained to service other people. And if people need to stop and realize who are the most successful people financially on this planet, who are the most richest entertainers on this planet? And if you can think about why are they so successful? Why are they so rich? Because they serve the most people. Mm. So when you think of Bill Gates, he became a billionaire because his his software was in every computer in the world. So he served the whole world. If you think of uh, Elon Musk, Elon Musk is selling. He sold 500,000 cars in 2020. Mm. That's 500,000 people he serviced just from that one business. Elon Musk also sent satellites to space he serviced the whole united they states just touched down in mars too. um you know what Yesterday. i mean elon musk is sending uh spaceships to more he's servicing people he's servicing even the future if you think about who who do we all know amazon jeff bezos that motherfucker serving everybody in the world mm. walmart why are they successful service 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 and so a lot of these brands want to be successful but at no point do they serve anybody is that no point is their goal to serve everybody so when i wake up in the morning i'm like who can i serve mm. you know what i mean it actually hurts me physically inside when i can't do my job properly and i'm having to get over that like I, you know, but that it hurts like when I can't serve properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So service is the name of the game. Like, I think that's damn like even if you look at biblically, like what is Jesus like serve others It's better to give than receive. Like, I just think service is like it's a secret weapon because everybody's me, 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 jewelry, me, I'm shining. But if you serve others and you focus on that, that's really how you secure the bag. I, I definitely agree with what you're speaking on, because I feel like. You know, you you even feel it when you help someone in some type of way. You know what I mean? Even if it's like something like just simple as holding the door, that's some type of, uh, you know, something that you, makes you feel good. And imagine if you're impacting on a higher volume level, like I can imagine how much impact a person can have. Um, and you're talking about Elon Musk, too. And it's crazy, like just how he's been able to navigate throughout these times, this pandemic. I remember 
uh, seeing him showcase the Cybertruck and he was throwing the rock and it cracked. Yeah. And people were like, in that moment, were laughing, pointing the finger at him. Well, but look at this fool now, like allocating re- uh, revenue from Tesla to Bitcoin and fucking like making one of the most, uh, you know, humorous uh, coins, Dogecoin pop up and just skyrocket because of his influence. And it's just crazy. Uh, Do you have Bitcoin? Uh, Bitcoin, I don't. I'm My coins are with uh, Stellar, XRP, and um, there's one more. I'm forgetting it right now. I got to pull it up. Are you in? Uh, are you involved with the crypto hype right now, or what's I, what's what's your perspective on it? My my perspective is simply this: I originally I had a hundred dollars in there. It jumped up to four hundred. Yep. I put I got a little greedy and I threw like ten bands in there, and then it dropped. I I put ten bands when it was at like 35, 36, 37, and then it dropped down to thirty two. Mm-hmm. So I lost a couple, not a lot. I lost mm-hmm. like six hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. But I said I just put a thousand dollars in there. A band is a thousand dollars for people listening. So yeah. or a rack is a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. So I put a rack into crypto, and I'm just gonna leave it there for thirty years, and I hope it turns into a trillion dollars. It's an that's, investment. That's what I'm gonna do. And then um, I use Cash App to buy my my Bitcoin. So I want to start every time I close a deal. I definitely want to throw five dollars in there. But that's the extent of what I'm going to do with Bitcoin. I get like even like I wish I would if I would have kept that 10 G's in there at 36. It's at it's at like 50,000 or something like crazy right mm-hmm. now. So I would have I would crazy. I would have been able to turn that into damn near 20 bands if I would have <laughs> left it. But I freaked yeah. out. I, yeah. I lost six hundred dollars. I freaked yeah. out. So I don't like it because it's not back. I love stocks, but I don't yeah. like so I, I do a little bit of crypto. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And it's in, it's interesting conversation to have because, you know, when we talked last time, you were talking to me about stocks and, you know, how people are doing it in different ways and how you could start with just 10 bucks, 20 bucks. And some people do like big investments. At this time, I was really like, you know, slowly getting educated on this. Like I knew about it, but I didn't put my money into it. Yeah. And then, you know, I started seeing how everything was evolving with crypto because my brother He's really like a big, you know, currency, cryptocurrency guy. So yeah. he's just telling me about all this shit. And I'm not, I'm going to keep it a thousand. I did not listen to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I did not listen to him for at least six, seven months. And it wasn't more until recently that I got uh, Coinbase and Binance and Uphold. And I was able to get my little investments. But just seeing how everything is transitioning, the dollar is depleting. You know what I'm saying? The circumstance with COVID, people not. And if you think about a dollar, bro, a dollar touches so many people's hands in yeah. so many places. Like it's only a matter of time where people realize that, you know. The, the way that currencies are used is different, you know? So it's, it's an interesting conversation because no one can really know the future, yeah. you know what I mean? But there's uh, some people out there that are very calculated that know this very well that yeah. are like, I'm going to be rich on it's accident. It's the future, so I'll, like, like, it's in my brain, so I'll speak on it, but... Like in in the like in times, there's going to be one world money, and I'm yep. afraid that that's like Bitcoin because yeah. it's already like Let's get into that. You know what I mean? So it, it freaks me out a little bit. Everything that's going on, but it's also so beautiful at the same time. But I I definitely think that like we're we're on some <laughs> we're on some. I'm not gonna get into it, but we're on some stuff. Th- this next know? this whole 2020. So like you know, before I change the subject, like this whole 2020 to like 2021, it's, it's constantly evolving, constant things happening. Yeah. The shifts of like, even work, you know, people are working from home now. Everything. And that changed. should have been happening to yeah. be real. Cause there was a lot of jobs that didn't even need you to be there. You know no. what I mean? Um, but I feel like a lot of corporate companies didn't really embrace that until yeah. more recent. Cause they were forced to. Um, and I think, uh, this kind of reminds me of this book I've been reading. It's called, um, conscious capitalism is by the, person that made uh, the ceo of whole foods okay um you know and some people might have perspectives on him because they think he's capitalist or not whatever yeah but you know i i like this conversation because i feel like 
people have put entrepreneurship and people that praise, you know, building income and economic empowerment in a, in a category of capitalism. And like everyone thinks selfishly and have this whole like yeah. mindset. But in reality, like I look at it the same way you do. Like if I'm if I'm building a foundation, I can help more people for sure. If my cup is filled, I can fill more people's cups for sure. So that's how I look at it. So in the book, they they talk about that and how like, you know, there's some corporates that are very uh, disconnected from the world. So when they buy manufacturers, they're not thinking of like the slave labor. They're not thinking about child labor. Yeah. Or, you know, what I'm saying it's like a conscious capitalist or I would say conscious entrepreneurship. That's the better word for sure. Because um, that's where I feel like I stand. Like if I know if a person I buy my products from is, you know, involved with some fucking fraudulent shit. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to involve myself. No. You know what I mean? So like, are you I mean, I think I kind of already answered this. You, you already kind of answered this on your question earlier. But do you feel like you know, the way that people perceive things politically impact the decisions entrepreneurs make every day? Do I, do I, I don't fully understand the question. Yeah, so like just the way that society is like looking at people building self-income. Yeah. Do you feel like that impacts people's thought process on what they do? So are you saying like, like do people look down on capitalists? Yeah. Uh, and and I think, I, I think if you do it right, no. I think if, I think, I know no matter what the fuck you do, people are going to hate on you. Yeah, I no agree matter, with that too. No matter, so there's no way to beat this, unless you're The Rock. Like, yeah. The Rock <laughs> is the only human being on Earth that has successfully navigated getting everyone to love him. For and, real. And, like, Ice Cube's, like, right there. Like, The Rock <laughs> and Ice Cube are cool. Dave Chappelle still gets haters. But, you know, like, those two guys on Earth are, like, everyone loves them. Besides those two people, you're going to get haters. That's so funny that you say that, though, because I... I <laughs> Hell of people do love The Rock. Do you not like The Rock? Who doesn't I, like it? Yeah, bro, Jumanji. Come on. You're WWE. You're in all the Fast and the Furious movies. I mean, all the later ones. Uh, he's buff as hell. And he's building hella businesses, like, all the time. All day. So I dropped the tequila. All day. Yeah, so. he, that's cultural appropriation. No yeah. one's even talking about that. So, so. <laughs> no, um, that's, that's The Rock, though. I fuck with The Rock. So, going back to it, I think if you do it right, I feel like, like, you know, we, we were talking, I have the pop-up shop that's, that's, yep. I've been doing, it's a project, yep. literally, that's based off of entrepreneurship, and I feel like that project is getting a lot of support, mm -hmm. because almost like your night market, yep. um, I don't feel like there's a lot of haters for that, because yep. we're supporting small businesses, we're bringing people out of the house, so I think if we, if me and you took our same, like, honestly, me and you are are doing the right thing me and yep. you could not i could not teach anybody anything and me and you i could just say hey bq me and you are just gonna uh take over san jose we're gonna yep. do all these airbnbs me and you only are gonna do pop-ups me and you are gonna be the only ones we're mm. gonna capitalize on this because we have a certain knowledge and skill set so i definitely think that mm. we could pivot into some evil uh uh, pinky in the brain type shit. Yeah. So I think it's a easy. It's easy to do. It's yep. easy to cut corners. It's easy to be a shady person, um, in the short term. But the reason why me and you are talking, and I always hear, "Oh, you do you know BQ?" or "Oh, BQ's doing this," or "Oh, you guys are the same," mm -hmm. is because you hold yourself to a certain standard, and I hold myself to a certain standard. Mm -hmm. And I've had to do business with a lot of people, and even like not every project goes perfectly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. And that's the hardest thing about what I do is that I make shirts, and sometimes things won't look fucking super perfect. 
but I always try to make sure that that person is happy and I yep. always try to go back. And even if I have to give you your money back or anything, I always try to leave a good taste in your mouth. Mm. Even if we don't fuck with each other again, at least you can never be like, oh, JD did me dirty. Yep. You'll be like, oh, maybe the product wasn't perfect, yep. but he went all out. And I know that he, the man did his best. Mm. So you, so I could, there's plenty of jobs where, oh, that's what you pay for. That's what you get. But there's plenty of times where I'll take an L. I'll literally like yep. taking an L, like I'll lose money. Yep. Um, even this hoodie, this is a, this is a mistake. So this one was in my trunk and I bought be bleach spray and somehow it got bleach on it. Oh, you know shit. what I mean? I yeah. could have folded it up and hit it all up in the thing. Yeah. And but just been like, oh, yep. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Right, I though. didn't see that. And so yeah. what I did was is I said, hey, I'm, I'm just going to replace it. Um, she didn't like some of the other because with DTG, it's the type of material. So back to back to, um, you know, I don't want to get off topic. I do. I try not. I try to be I don't get involved in nothing. I don't. If it doesn't feel right, it's it's there's a, a saying I'm, I'm pretty biblical. So if you've heard, I've used a couple of Bible verses. Yeah. You know what I mean? I definitely think that I, I run everything through a biblical uh, Christ like uh, filter. Mm -hmm. um, um, I don't know if per se what heaven and hell is, but I definitely think that we've done shady shit and mm -hmm. you felt shitty yeah. and you've done good stuff and you felt good. I think that's a version of heaven and hell, just mm -hmm. macro and micro. And so it's deep. And so I try to do things that when I go to sleep at night and I don't have to look over my shoulders, they say when you do the right thing, you can run. Nothing will make you stumble. So if you do the wrong thing, then you're stumbling. And they say that if when when even if you make money from a shady cause, it turns to crumbs, it turns to dust. because yeah. it's not sustainable. It's not. So I go into every project thinking like that. Mm -hmm. That's powerful right there, bro. I, I, I didn't even want to interrupt you because I think you know what you're about to what we're transitioning this topic is really important it's integrity you know what i'm saying it's a thing that i feel like has gone out the door now with social media and clout and pop culture and like there's so many different variables it's not just like what people are consuming but it's also just like what we're surrounded by it's all over so it's easy to dive into these shortcut paths yeah and i think just talking about this is going to be important for our viewers because i feel like you know there are people actively doing bad business and they don't think anything about it until later on when they realize like oh these people don't want to associate with me because i burned a bridge you know what i'm saying so and i feel like a lot of people um you know need to understand that when you do projects with people you got to realize you know we all have to be on the same page and you have to make sure that if anything happens on your behalf you got to take accountability for it and address the problem head on for and sure. try to resolve it and meet the and whatever. If it falls on you, meet whatever, uh, you know, meet halfway if you have to. If like how you said, when you got the shirts bleach, you didn't give it to her. You chose to like redo it and it cost you, $32. but it didn't cost you. You're the relationship. Yeah. It just cost you an extra twenty two dollars or whatever the amount was. And that's what I'm getting at. Some people sacrifice money. Uh, sacrifice a relationship for money yeah and you know i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm perfect and i've never done that because i've yeah. done my fair share of bad things and i had the experience the demon that stayed and lingered but then over time once my actions changed and my intentions changed i started realizing like that isn't the right way to do things the right way to do things is making sure that everyone involved is equally fulfilled by what we're doing yeah. and if it's impacting people then continue doing it for the right intention for sure and you know I, and that's the thing that's kind of trippy and i feel like i've experienced this more with like doing the night market and just doing all these other projects that you know once things get to a certain point a lot of things will start coming sporadically and it's like it's really easy to get caught up and be like excited and passionate about yeah. all the things but you have to take it slow and and know yourself you know i think this supplies 
uh, this could apply to anyone, but I feel like just know yourself. You know what I mean? Because sometimes yeah. you might get ahead of yourself, and it's not even the other person. It could just be you. You know what I'm saying? But I think, I think speaking on integrity, I think the thing that that came to my mind is when you're shady and you get away with it, you get caught at the worst possible time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It never, you never get caught slipping when you want to get caught slipping. You might say you do, say you do bad business, right? So we, me and you sell a lot of clothes. Say I'm doing, say I'm doing, say I would have, I would have hid this little sweatshirt. She might have sold it. To, she might have showed it to her girlfriend and been like, "Damn, look what this dude did!" And that might have been the buyer for Macy's. Yep, I was gonna say that because you don't. Uh, bad news spreads faster than good news, and that's fact. And it's always and anytime I've ever done, I'm not perfect. Anytime I've ever done anything shady, going into it knowing that it was shady, it bit me at the worst possible time. It bit me and hurt me at the worst possible time that it could you know what i mean and i always say like like if i can if i can avoid the wrath of god i am so i ain't gonna do nothing you know what i mean because me and you can all humble each other but there ain't nothing like being humbled by by that big dog upstairs you yeah know what i mean and that you know it's it's one thing to feel pain that would bring to your knees dog so i just try to i try to say well, like how can i run the race and enjoy that run and and i to me it's not an enjoyable experience having to look back over your shoulders you yeah. know what i mean i like yeah. i like just like pure hustling and and i'm from a, oh i'm I, you know obviously i'm black my mom used to whoop my ass so mm. we were i'm from a different time where you you get you <laughs> yeah get nowadays you get hit people are like what are you doing with your child yeah, bro? You know, but, yeah so i'm from a different time yeah i feel that yeah my dad didn't play no games either i'll tell you that um <laughs> so um i want to talk about some of the projects that you know that you're working on right now i, I was t- actually talking to d love earlier and he was talking about um the pop-up event that you guys have the one that you've been doing you had i believe two already or is it only been no one? it's been one one My and the second one's tomorrow the one's tomorrow which i'm gonna try to slide through if i'm not in gilroy yeah um and uh, i think it's dope because not a lot of people have an incubator where they could literally go and showcase their shit yeah and on top of that you have it in the actual real estate like it's actual place you know yeah. what i mean so i think that's super fire can you talk a little bit about how you you know put yourself in position to do that and who you're working with to get involved so the idea i've had the idea i've i've already seen even before the pandemic i seen that pop up culture was huge yep. i seen because I don't so I I sell a lot of clothes and if you go to any shopping center it's very rare that you're going to see a clothing store that's able to stay successful for a long time mm. um unless it's a like if you go to like certain like Hayton Ashbury you know if you go down to LA there's certain streets where clothing is is a staple there yeah. but a lot of times independently it's hard to have a clothing store like a small like a t-shirt shop yeah, like it'd be yeah. very hard to only do that yes and so i like the idea of sticking and moving i like the idea of event-based marketing and mm-hmm. branding mm-hmm. um and so i always like the idea of a pop-up shop and so um my buddy so my business partner shout out to ram beer he had an empty retail space and he had he had some real estate so he had an empty apartment and he had an empty piece of real estate. I came to him and I said, hey, let me Airbnb this spot. It's mm-hmm. called, you know, so I subleased it from him. Mm-hmm. So I put money into that. And then I do real estate. So I had to keep a chunk of money in account just so if a real estate deal comes up. So yeah. I couldn't spend that. And so he said, hey, I'll give you this retail spot if for three months rent free. And then after you pay me as a landlord, mm-hmm. I said, I don't want to overextend myself right now. Mm-hmm. So I said, no, thank you. But he was like, we were just talking. He's my boy, too. Yeah. And we were talking. And I was like, if I was to have this spot, 
you know, Monday through Thursday, I would have it as like a sandwich shop. Yeah. But on, you know, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. I would have it as a pop up shop because I work with all of these brands and they have no place to go but the Internet. Or we talked a little bit about it off mic, the flea market. Yeah. Besides that, besides and random pop ups. But it's yeah. like, you know, um, that's not or like a farmer's market. Yeah, yeah. But there's not a lot of spots for a, a hip hop clothing yeah. brand to true. set up shop where it's like if you go to the flea market, if anybody knows about the flea market, it's they're gonna they're gonna try to uh bargain with you and shit. Bargain with you. And so yep. a lot of with street five, clothing. Give me five, give me five. Yeah, like or they want a they want a thirty dollar t shirt for five dollars. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. not it's like ridiculous actually. Yes, yes. Um, especially at Capital. Yes, especially at Capital. That's my home turf, but still. Yeah, that's Capital. where I started my business. <laughs> Shout out to Capital Flea Market. Shout out to the drive ins. Yeah. Um, Classic. And all the girls who got their backs blown out there. Can I say that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't really, bro. Um, my girl's sitting over there. Um, um, <laughs> so back on point. So back to the pop up shop. I wanted a place for brands to be able to showcase their stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted a place where where we could get where it's not a discount thing like the flea market, yeah. where there's a certain level of excitement. And then once the pandemic hits, I wanted where could I go and I could where could I go as a brand and sell some shirts or I sell books or I do speaking engagements. Where could I go and set up something? And so a lot of times you have to get real creative. And so I wanted to create a space for people to do that literally for like I make I well my main business is printing t-shirts so if you look at a D love if you look at like shout out to Pierre if you look at like significant seven these are just projects I did today and if you look at these brands they don't have a spot to go yeah. so I was like let me set this up and so back to my being my boys conversation shout out to Ram Beard my partner I was like I would do a pop-up shop and he said you know what while while it sits empty he said try your idea See if your idea works. And so we came up with what the booth fee will be. Mm. We came up with kind of what will happen with the money. So 50% yeah. goes to the landlord. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, and then 50% we go to fix up the place. The place needs a new yeah. floor. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we're going to make it aesthetically pleasing. If it's successful or I can raise enough money and, you know, we'll see where I yeah. in six months. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I'll secure the lease. Mm-hmm. But for now, I'm just building it as a brand. Yeah. And then we, you know what I mean, pop-up shop types, the night market. And we just create this thing to where when people see that I could have the pop-up shop here and people know what it is so um that's that's where it really came from I told him the idea he loved the idea I seen a huge need for it and that's where it really came uh came from and the response was huge and still is huge and uh what's your relationship with the property owner so, so, um, you no. want the long version or you want the short version? Just a short version, just so people can understand like why networking is so valuable. So uh, long story short, he, he, um, I do shirts, so I make shirts. So mm-hmm. I got a call from my buddy Ralph and he was like, Hey, this dude, Rambeer needs shirts for his gym. Mm-hmm. I went into the gym and me and Rambeer were talking about shirts. This was five, maybe six, seven years ago. Okay. Now, a minute ago. um, and so about seven years ago. And so I went in there and talked shirts, but Rambeer had a bookshelf. And he had some business books. And this is before to show you my Gary V wasn't famous. Everyone yeah. knows Gary V now yeah, yeah. if you're in our space. He had a book by Gary V. And I had just finished a course by Ty Lopez. And I was like, oh, you oh, know, yep. Gary V. Yep. Gary V is how I started selling online. Yeah, and yeah. so he, he knew it. And then I was like, have you read this book? He was like, yeah, I never. I, it's rare that people at that time especially yeah. knew because there was, uh, social media wasn't yeah. as big. Very low at so, the time. I told myself, I'm going to make this guy my friend. He wound up buying shirts for me. 
and we became friends. I actually wound up renting one of his places where one of my t-shirt shops was. And then I went through a um, internship. He's the person who taught me how to be a personal trainer. And so over the years, we've always worked on little projects together. Yeah. Um, but it all started with me selling him shirts. And what what ago. year was this when you uh, when you were looking at the book and stuff? Was this 2015, 2016? Probably before. So we're in 2020. So probably about 2014, 2015. 2014. Okay. So what I want to get at right there is like five years ago, five years later, you guys are working on another project that's like this big, you know, for yeah. some people, that's, that's a big project. You're using, sure. a, uh, you know, real estate, you're promoting other people's brands, you're generating revenue, everyone's eating, like that's beautiful. And the fact that it's like someone that you have met, you know, organically five years ago, and this is the importance of like, just, it's not about what you know, it's who you know. And, yeah. and being that genuine person that you are with him and he seen the value. And I just think that's super powerful right there. Um, and, uh, what I was going to get at was the now. So it's about to be your second event. Like, so you're just experimenting. You're kind of just flowing it out and just seeing how the outcome goes or like, what's the next steps from here? So the, so a, yes, I am just experimenting. Yes. I'm just feeling it out. Yes. I'm realizing with this project that it, I'm, I'm okay with it becoming its own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the goal is to have an Airbnb type model with the space. I mm -hmm. want to have a calendar and I want people to be able to book it. Nice. Um, I want you to be able to go Calendly in there. Calendly type vibes. Yeah. Calendly <laughs> like, yep. yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. I want people to be able to go in there if they have a podcast. I want it to be aesthetically uh, beautiful yeah like designed specifically for what you're trying to promote i want it to be like i'm just saying like when you walk in there i want it to always be like an empty shell i'm thinking about making like a froyo shop i don't know what i would have it monday through or leave it like just keep it a pop-up shop mm -hmm. but i want it to be uh, and think of like a um like a wedding hall mm -hmm. where you can rent that out and you yeah. can book it mm -hmm. i want it to be like a wedding hall but for for events. more urban yeah. type like more urban i don't want mm. it to be like you're not going to have your wedding there or like a corporate but I want event you, or something yeah but a lot of these a lot of people you can obviously set up a podcast at your house but a lot of people don't have a place for their podcast a lot of people don't yeah. have a place to showcase their talents a lot of people don't have a a place if they do to do a pop-up a lot of people yeah. don't have like what are you going to do some random dirt lot or mm -hmm. you know so it's a i want it to a few i want it to be immaculately beautiful on the inside and i want it to be a place that people can rent out and do events and do and do podcasts and do speaking engagements and do like all of my boys like the the biggest thing that you can do with your brand is a product launch mm -hmm. and so a lot of people would just be like oh i have this product yep. but make an instagram and then call it a day and call it a day and yep. so i think you know i i paid for we, me and my uh shout out to the camera dude he's giving real game earlier <laughs> but i invested in a course and it talks about um how to do a a launch mm -hmm. and so I uh, another reason I built this is so that people can have successful launches. So if you look at D Love, D Love put pushed that January twenty eighth hella hard. Mm -hmm. And so I would if if in the future I would want somebody like D Love for him to be able to on a Friday night mm -hmm. uh, at at seven p.m. Mm -hmm. You know, a crazy like we set the vibes, and I would love for that to be the spot that he premieres his clothing brand. I would love for that to be a spot where you come and pre, yep. you know what I mean? You do a pop-up, mm -hmm. but um, your newest thing or you like, like, you know what I want to do? I want to do the, the live podcast boy. Ooh. So once the, so once the country goes back to normal, I would love for either me and you to like, Hell yeah. and, like interview a big Bay area artist or a big, you know what I mean? Like some, like Drake or something, <laughs> but we charge t for tickets Drizzy. and we have it at the pop-up shop. So yeah. it's just really a place 
for people to get creative and I want it to be um, affordable. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the second thing is something like like my booth fee is is based off a percentage. So mm -hmm. if you don't make any money, you don't have to pay me any money. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you can go in there with no sweat off your back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it gets people excited. A lot of these like I'm looking at a lot of these people's the everyone shout out to everybody that's going to be at the pop-up shop yeah uh, february 20th by the time you guys listen to this i don't know if it'll be yeah um, hopefully i get it soon but it'll probably be a couple weeks later yeah so you know by the time you listen to this the pop-up shop will have already gone but shout out but what's happening is is it's crazy you yeah. know what i mean and so um people are really excited the vendors are really excited they're on friday night tonight's friday yep. everyone's getting there's people right now preparing to be at that pop-up shop so that energy is crazy and I'll end on like 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 hustling will save your life because you give game back to the streets. Now I'm excited. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's Friday night. We can't go to the club. We can't do. We can't pop yeah. bottles. But now I'm excited because like, damn, I get to see shrimp and ain't easy tomorrow. I get to yep. see uh, whipped dream bakery. I get mm. to see a, a, a azalea's uh, desserts and simply, you know, simply sweets. We're doing a dessert theme. Mm -hmm. So the excitement is what I love. That's the that's the like, you know what I mean? Mm. To bring excitement back, like especially with going on in the world. No, I think you, I think you're talking about a real serious thing that people don't understand is an issue that there's not a lot of places where people can go to showcase their stuff, and that's real. And I think that was like with the intention when we did the night market back in uh, October that there was a lot of people that were struggling financially, and then they didn't have a place to sell because there was permits, regulations, like especially in San Jose, it's not like Lake Merritt where you can just pull up and yeah. set up. You know, I, I love going over there, but it's a 45, 55 minute drive. I don't not all the time going to be in the best position to do that. At least yeah. in San Jose, I could be like, you know what? Let's go downtown uh, Chavez Park. I've done that before, too. It's actually a good spot when it's busy. Yeah. But you see lately, it's been dead. It's yeah. not like, you know, the only place you can guarantee traffic right now is the flea markets yeah. in San Jose. But and they're going to, they're going to, not saying like, honestly, if you're a new brand, like, I always tell people to try everything. Yeah, but, for sure. But they're gonna try, they're gonna try to discount you. I, my, I was yeah, no, that's facts. Market. And uh, you know, it's it's important to sell the price you want your products to be for sold sure. for. You know, people respect it enough, they're gonna spend it, and if they want to support you, at least. Um, and but yeah, dude, I'm really happy that you know we know each other, bro, because you know you're doing some amazing things, and I'm happy to see how everything plays out over time. Um, because I think what you're doing right now is is like is gonna be big in a matter of time. Because in Oakland they do something similar, like with trap art, and they use that venue called Complex. Yeah. Um, they do something very similar, and I feel like they constantly are feeding a demographic that loves this shit. You know. Oh yeah. And we got the same interests. You know, seeing people over here has the same exact interests, and uh, I'm excited. I'm actually excited to see how it all plays out, and when we get a chance to do it's something a, together. It's a the thing that I realize, especially I seen it, and I you know I'm always watching the same thing that I see is people are bored right yeah, even sure. before even before the pandemic like you can only go to santana row so much you can only go to the club and pop bottles like yeah people love that yeah shout out to my little 21 year olds that that that's their thing but i really i really wanted to right now it's in the beginning stages but i really i i talk i sat down and talked to the people who created yeah. trap art i tried to do yep. a party with them over Amelia. at avery um it's a husband and Amalia uh, and uh, her husband yeah they, they just had their power uh, couple superpower couple yep. and i love what they're doing they do it all over the country yep. and so i and you know i actually even talk about a goal but i wanted to create i, I still to this day i want to create an experience when i think about a product launch i don't think you're just coming in and looking at a shirt i want the we call it e3 
ethos. I went to mm. Vegas and I went to uh, the bar and nightclub and they talked about ethos. I want to really control the smell, the sound, mm-hmm. the lighting. The I Shout out to Nappy, owner of Avery. He really helped mm. push me and teach me how to throw a good party. Mm-hmm. But I want a nice, like you come in and it's just, vibe. you know what I mean? Like the vibe is right. And, and you get a like, glass of champagne and you talk about us not being on the map. It, I feel like even like we as as hustlers are not creating a dope ass experience mm-hmm. for the end user. Mm-hmm. I feel like we are lazy right now. I'm talking about myself. I'm mm-hmm. talking about you know what I mean? BQ goes hard, I go hard, but a lot of the people when I look at people's brands, they it's we said it. They just set up a little website mm-hmm. and they post, "Hey, buy my shit." Yep. But there's no experience. There's, there's no, no substance. There's no entertainment. There's no yeah. like you think about if you go to a Drake show or a Kanye show or they got uh, the fucking uh, owl and shit, OVO, you know. That's who you're competing against. Yep. And so until you can get your product or brand at that level, you'll never live like Drake. Yep. And so every day I think that's my competition is I think like yep. how the fuck can I beat Drake? Yeah. Uh, excuse my French, you know, but mm-hmm. I how can I create an experience that that rivals what Drake has going on? Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty much what what I think about and that's how I and so when you look at the pop-up shop yeah it's basic but if you look at everything I do like if you look at my Airbnb if you go to my Airbnb right now I have three arcade games in my shit oh, I have yeah, NBA Jam yep. I have the shooter game I have the um I have the Pac-Man I have yep. it has like 10 games on there but I want to create an experience for yeah. people because someone might see that shit on the screen they'll be like oh shit they got games I'm going yeah. they ain't even think twice you gotta go yep. you know what I mean because what is your competition oh yep. just a hotel yep. you know what I mean <laughs> so hotel apartment. ain't got no games <laughs> You know, facts, so facts. it's it's I'm always trying to create a next level experience for people, even in the content that I create. I want it to add value, but I want it to to give you a feeling. You know what I mean? I just feel like we're being lazy as hustlers out here. And if we mm-hmm. want to put our names on the map, we're going to have to bring the heat as a as a city. And I think that that that's why I love what D loves doing. That's why I love what Rare Living did. That's why I love what you do is because it's it's time to I made that shirt. I know I was going to tell you, I was like, where are your product? Um, <laughs> Facts. <laughs> it's it's time for us and I don't know where to look, but it's time for us to bring the heat in everything that we do. And it's time for us to go hard for our city and put us on the map and create a dope experience so that people want to come to the Bay Area and like, damn, we got to go see BQ. Damn, we got to go see JD. You yep. Know? They got to tap in. And that's what's happening, bro. It's only a matter of time where people in other places geographically going to be like, damn, be part of the culture. What are they doing over there in Silicon yeah. Valley? Oh, BQ, what are they doing over there? Like, what's going on? And I feel like it's slowly getting to that point. But what I really wanted to highlight was just, like, your illustration of passion. Like, it for the viewers, like, for the ones that are in that process of developing their product or their service, just be mindful of, like, these little details and these, these little uh, levels that you want to push if you're really passionate about what you're doing. And if you're if you're finding dislike in the things he's talking about, maybe you should look in the mirror and be like, do I really want to do this? Is this something I actually love? Is this something I want to do? Because when I do all the stuff I do with Emlyn, I'll do it for free for the rest of my life because I know I love it. And it's just, and, and having that attitude eventually within time, the, you know, the benefits will come, but I'm not doing it with the intention to be rich. I'm doing it with the intention to uplift our culture that I'm so passionate about. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, you know, from the hip hop to the fashion to everything. Um, but yeah, man, we got two passionate ass motherfuckers in the building, and yeah, uh, um, I want to also get your input. Um, I've been following a nonprofit called San Jose Spotlight. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Nah, I'll follow them. Follow Remind them. me after. So they're a news article. They're like 
Um, you know, there's few news outlets in San Jose that are local, yeah. but I feel like SJ Spotlight has been really standing out to me because they're really highlighting local issues, things going on in the council, shit happening in our communities, actual shit. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if, if you watch Bay Area, NBC, they're not highlighting San Jose 24-7. They're highlighting Oakland, San Francisco, Vallejo. Yeah. So we're missing a lot of things. So a lot of the stories that I was recently uh, watching uh, reading about was about the battle that they're having in, about voting for the billboards in San Jose to make it look like a Times Square. So okay. it's like, you know, and this is, there's a lot of things that are showing evidence that San Jose is going towards a crazy path in the sense of like what it could look like for someone outside in. Yeah. So when they come, they're going to be like, I got to go to San Jose. They got some crazy shit over there. Yeah. You know, you got the Google campus, you got this whole billboard thing happening. Um, you know, all the, uh, the, the retail space they're building between Alameda and uh, Santa Clara Street, that's supposed to be like a two-layer retail. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be so many different things happening. So I just kind of want to get your thoughts on like, well, I, I want to start with the billboard thing because a lot of people are against it because yeah. they're saying like, oh, it's just going to allow people to gentrify our culture more. They're going to change the narrative, which I'm on. I'm on, For me, I'm on both sides because yeah. I feel like having some digital billboards that, you know, would be an opportunity for some people out here to advertise their things is a good opportunity. But at the same time, let's be real those things aren't going to be as affordable as like the billboards we have now. For so sure. it's going to limit who exactly is going to advertise this shit. So I don't know. I just want your thoughts on, you know, just the things that's happening in San Jose. I, I haven't thought too deeply, but off the bat, I'm a, I'm a capitalist. So I think that if I'll say this right now, shout out to, you know what I mean? I love my city, San Jose and I rep San Jose and I want a piece of property in San Jose. And yep. no matter where I go in this world, I always, San Jose is home. I'll yep. start there. Mm hmm. But San Jose is dry. Mm. You know what I mean? San Jose, if you look at what, what the police have done to our nightlife, if you look at what we have, we got three clubs, mm -hmm. obviously before the pandemic. Mm. You know what I mean? Everybody just goes to these three clubs. Yep. Like, they really shut it down. You can't really be free. So it's like, I would love to have a, you know, not I don't want to say L.A., but I would love to have our own type of thing. I would love mm. to have cool billboards. I would love to have a futuristic city. I would love to. I don't like sometimes when, when regulation stops creativity mm -hmm. because you obviously I don't want to just like 50 billboards and yeah. light pollution yeah, and things yeah. like that but if you can not. do it like like who doesn't want to I went to New York you know what I said I want to go to Times Square yep Times Square got a gang of billboards oh, yeah. and they have artists sometimes that pop up on there they're not they might not be no local artists but yeah. the point is that it's culture you see yeah. what I'm saying and I'm like that opens the door for people that are successful in these different industries to do yeah. some shit involving the city and that's the thing like for me like when we do the culture night market and the fact that we were doing it on second and San Carlos, that shit made me feel so good. Cause I remember at a time period we were doing our events in Morgan Hill. Like we yeah. couldn't even get close to downtown. That's crazy. So it's like the fact that I'm seeing hip hop being played out loud and like people performing, I'm like this whole vibe. It's like, you don't, you don't get that a lot. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, obviously the billboard thing isn't specifically like it's going to help the culture. I think if I could say something like to help the culture, I, I like the idea of, so I'm for the billboards, mm. but I would love how they have create TV where you, you can damn near go in and get yeah. free video and yep. stuff editing. Yep. I would love for them to have a program to where, you know, t damn near 20% of the stuff goes that goes on these yep. billboards is geared towards small businesses yep. and geared towards San Jose and geared, geared towards 
people of 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 even minority it doesn't yeah. have to be my but maybe minority business yeah somebody who or has just a diversity hundred, yeah i would yeah. love to see a, a sense of like like yeah you can get your toyotas and your freaking yeah. <laughs> fords and all that yeah shit. all that type stuff on these billboards and and your big names your p diddy but i would love for a bq to be able to use the space a part of the shit. culture to use the yep. space promote the pop-up shop i would love for it to be part of it to be to bring some light to the beautiful citizens in this city and i think that's the my point with that my my angle with that is like i'm not against it but i think there needs to be some inclusion for some people that can't afford it but they're actively in that position to represent it you see yeah. what i'm saying crate tv they're doing a lot of amazing things helping videographers rent equipment like yeah know, they can even put their shit on tv yeah and there's channels for them i've been talking to them as well and some other people i know network with them it's funny because everyone that's in the game bro like you and i anyone that's like we all know everyone yeah for like, sure everyone knows everyone yeah you know what i mean Anybody That's, who's doing anything, you 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 rise to the top real quick. Like, you get known. You know what I mean? It's hard not to like rub with rub shoulders with the movers and shakers. San Jose is not that big. Yeah, it's I always call it the biggest smallest city. Cause yeah. it's like it's it's physically big, but it's like everyone is connected some way, yeah. shape, or form. Hell yeah. But I I hear people say that about every other city too. So it might just be like I don't even get out of here enough. Um, but what what I also wanted to talk about is. The last thing I wanted to get your point of view with that might help people that are doing content is um, the new algorithm has changed and it's not based on um, it used to be chronological. And then the algorithm changed where it was based on your likes and uh, engagement on comments. And now it's based on um, repost and people that archive your posts is the is the prioritized. And then the last one is the likes. So what what's your like, you know, what's your like, what's your advice to someone that wants to like, you know, figure out the new algorithm with what I just told you? Like, what's your I first think, thoughts? I think, I don't think about the algorithm. I think if you focus on adding value to people's lives, then you will stand out mm -hmm. on Instagram and anything. Because the thing is, is if a lot of people will look at a video and say like, damn, 100 people watched it or damn, 10,000 people watched it. But but did they learn anything from that video? Mm -hmm. Are they a better person from that video? Mm -hmm. Do they do they have more information? And and when I say add value, do you help people reach their goal. Yeah. So if you look at ninety percent of my content, um, it's to help people reach their goals. Yeah, if like I don't know how many people are, re but it's it, I'm just looking for BQ to watch it and be like, damn, I felt that. Let me bring yeah. part of the culture on. Like yeah. I'm not doing like I don't care if 10 million people watch my stuff. Mm -hmm. Only reason I would want 10 million people to watch my stuff is so I can impact. 10 yeah, million you could people. do more shit. But with a lot it. of people yeah. are so focused on an algorithm. Not saying like if that's what you want to focus on, yeah. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are so focused on the algorithm that we forgot that business is about serving other human beings and about adding value to other human beings. So I personally don't care about the algorithm. Mm. I never cared about the algorithm. Mm. I'm just going to drop shit that helps other people succeed. Mm. And people, I go everywhere and people are like, oh, you do Airbnb. Yeah. Oh, you do this. Yeah. Oh, you do that. And so it lets me know that, that okay, hey, what I'm doing is good, but I've never not once ever even cared about an algorithm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's big because, you know, people that are passionate about what they are putting out there, all they do is care about is the craft. And I agree with that. You know, with the podcast, I just being hand selecting people I want to interview because a lot of people are always asking to interview. They're always asking, like, yeah. hey, can I be on your content? And a lot of times, like if I say no or I don't want to, it's not because 
anything against them. It's just yeah. I don't see value in like our conversations. For you know sure. what I'm saying? Like I want people to actually engage in what we're talking about because there's something they can take away from it. Yeah, you you that's what it's about. And I challenge people, you know, I'm like, yeah. hey, maybe not right now, but I think there's some way we can collaborate. I just I, I need to see more. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I just I, I my thing is I want to always challenge people. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't want it to be like there's some people that think they don't even ask. They just tell me. Yeah. They're just like, "Hey, I need this post." I'm like, "Bro, you don't even you don't even know my name. You yeah. over here, you know what I'm saying?" So it's an interesting dynamic, but to what we were talking about earlier though is just like I appreciate people that are mindful of their craft and how they put it out um because the algorithm is there, yeah. but it shouldn't be everything you pay attention to. Yeah, it's yeah. it's and then the two and it's it's like a it's a cast 22 if you create good shit, people will archive it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Off tops, especially so. those like posts where they like break down something. Yeah, slide left, slide right, and it breaks down some. Like that's something I would save. Yeah. So that was like some. That's what I was trying to get at. Was like what type of content would people utilize? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's what I was trying to get at. I think yeah. So I I I just know for me, if you look at my brand, um, I like to create stuff that like an, a specific example i just did a podcast so it's funny what my podcast is turning into i mm. still use it i always the number one thing of my podcast is to add value so when i create content i create it in a way to uplift another individual mm -hmm. so a lot of people if you look at most girls podcast or a lot of dudes it's going to be pictures of them pictures of them and their homie if i try to have i get excited when i look at my platform my instagram and it's somebody else on yeah. there, mm -hmm. and, or it's me and somebody else. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. if you want your stuff to get shared, uplift another human being, yep. and they're gonna show it to their people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like me, I'm gonna when this releases, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it. Yep. So I'm and I'm gonna share it. I'm gonna yep. sh share with all my. I'm gonna archive it. I'm yep. gonna do all of the things that Instagram wants me to do. Mm -hmm. So BQ already locked in work with others mm -hmm. and you know it's something i actually wanted to speak on earlier like collaborate yeah, with other with other individuals um that are like-minded you see why is the pop-up shop have even why did the first one have success because it was a collaboration mm -hmm. so work when you create your content work with others and uplift others and other people will uplift you but if your content's only about me 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 mm -hmm. it's not gonna last long yeah no i agree uh i think i've even seen that like you know, we've been doing interviews since 2016. Everything has always been about, you know, who I'm interviewing. So just naturally, people are always just constantly promoting themselves. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It ends up being like, wow, I'm helping this person get noticed in other places. So it's it's a great feeling. I think it's definitely the key is collaboration and just servicing other people. Um, so the last thing I want to end this off with is uh, I want you to kind of like, you know, speak directly to the camera for the viewer that is watching this that maybe already know who we are, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Or they're someone that's, barely getting introduced to you and i think last time i asked you some like what some advice you would give someone so i, yeah. I don't want to ask you that question this time uh i guess it's like you know mm, what is your goals for 2021 we're 49 days into 2021 there's about i don't know the math i'm not gonna act like i know yeah. but it's definitely 49 days into the new year for sure so what's the goals for this year and you know what's the attitude and the approach with those goals so first off, I'm having a baby. Oh shit! So congratulations, I'm having a baby in um in June. So the first, my first and biggest goal is to have a healthy, healthy baby. Congratulations, and be, a, be an amazing father. It's um, amazing. That's first and foremost. I don't even have to think about that one. I could damn near cry. <laughs> um, but to answer your question, my biggest goal is to really, to really, um, just continue. Honestly, just to continue to serve and in, like. 
when I pray or I meditate, it's just to really enjoy the journey. Mm. So anything I'm doing, whether I'm driving to work or if I'm driving to CBQ or if I'm sitting with BQ or if I'm at the pop-up shop or if I'm dreaming about doing this thing, it's to really be present and enjoy it mm. because I'm getting older now. I'm 35 and life's quick. And yeah. so it's not about like, oh, tomorrow when the pop-up shop is going, will I feel good? I feel as good now as I do tomorrow. So it's really about being present and enjoying what's going on right now, enjoying how this couch feels, enjoying seeing your your girl work, enjoy mm. seeing and working with the camera people, enjoy seeing this, mm. enjoy seeing what we've done in a year, enjoy everything, enjoy hearing my voice in the mic, enjoy mm. being able to just vibe out with a dope individual, you know what I mean? Enjoy how this water tastes, enjoy mm. driving home to my girl, enjoy driving, dropping off packages, enjoy, so the, the you we, we touched on it, but that's why you can't do shady shit because it mm. takes you out of a, a state of enjoyment. Yeah. And so, um, to really just enjoy this journey called life and really trust the process and really trust that I'm in this building talking in this mic for a reason, trust that the pop-up shop was brought in my life, trust that Airbnb, trust that everything that's going on is happening. And it's, and it's you know, God is revealing to me what is happening and I'll end on enjoyment is the, is the biggest thing, but I'm realizing that me, I just, I'm creating an ecosystem for people to thrive. I'm creating an ecosystem I, we, I don't even want to use mm. me. We mm. and the people that I work with have been able to create an ecosystem to help people become successful. So mm. I think the biggest like hard thing that I'm doing is to make that ecosystem strong mm. to where you can come and you can meet me and we could get you investing in stocks. We could get you learning about crypto. Yeah. We can get you learning how to do podcasts. We can get you learning how to drop a clothing brand and how to do a launch and mm. how to, and then at the end of the day, realize that, yeah, you, we can teach you all this stuff, but if you don't enjoy who you are as a person, you're not going to enjoy any of that shit yeah and so it's really creating that ecosystem and just enjoying life wow that is very very powerful right there my friends because i think um to make it in one statement is smell the flowers you know what i'm saying for people that are working very very hard because i think a lot of people are you know if they're in a tough situation they're working their ass off to get in a better one right now yeah um so i, I definitely think that you know along the way while things will get better because things will get better you know what i mean especially if you're already in a down place the only way from the only way uh, uh direction from there is up so i think um i definitely agree with that and i think it's important to smell the roses because you can never promise tomorrow too you know Hell no. and uh i think it's important to just love and enjoy what you're doing and i'm guilty of it sometimes I, i'm too hard on myself because i'm like oh, i want things to be like this yeah. oh, i want to uh i gotta do this media i don't have enough time you know i end up stressing myself out and then I'm, I'm realizing like i'm not even having fun no more yeah so uh i definitely think that you spoke to me right now with what you're saying so i'm definitely gonna take this advice as one of the viewers as well uh and i want to ask what's what's your what's your biggest goal of 2021 oh shit you're asking me some serious questions now well uh i think um i was just writing my goals down on the paper right now on my book let me see message make sure oh, you guys no. write your goal i'm gonna grab it so while he's grabbing his his uh goals one of the biggest things that helped me become successful you've heard that i do a lot of stuff oh, is yeah. at least two three times a week I write down what my goals are and then I write down who can I help and I just knock those out. All right. So uh, so I didn't finish them because normally when I write my goals down, I write personal business, family, 
travel, you know, goals in different categories. I like that. Because I feel like it's really easy to look at life in just one perspective when life isn't all about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Life is also about work-life balance, having family. You know, you were talking about, you know, your unborn child and all these things that are important that, you know, sometimes we lose sight of. Yeah. Um. So I like to categorize them like that. That's how I do them. But since I didn't finish it, my my goals for 2021 is to move out to a new apartment. Okay. Uh, Pay off the debt I owe. Um, because that has been a common problem for people my age in this time period. Yeah. Um, so that's really important for me to finish that off this year, uh, get a new car, and to license Culture Night Market and um, create that as an official event for the year every month for until summertime, starting March. I so like that's that. one of the goals. And um, eventually I want to have uh, you know an, ex- an exclusive staff working directly with me and having them paid making this like an actual you know occupation for yeah. people um that's one of my goals and uh that that's pretty much it so the, what i, I wrote down, what goals. i wrote down though is i wrote down that i want to get it done in six months yeah so i'm forcing myself like kind of like the 10x strategy with yeah. grant cardone somebody think he's an asshole somebody i love smart, gc whatever. he's a genius <laughs> he's a <laughs> fucking genius. I, I, I was watching recently his interview with uh what's his name the wall street guy oh, yeah it? and he was just they're going back at it back and forth talking shit he's saying he's a fucking idiot he's fucking you know what i mean it's hilarious but you know grant cardone has proven he, success though he ripped a bunch of people off yeah so and it, that's his claim to fame and grant yeah. cardone's like you got famous for ripping people yeah off. exactly so it's like it's a double-edged sword with that shit but it was funny though because i did take away the 10x strategy from grant cardone and i do apply that with life because you know if i did set an exponential goal and i'm like working my ass off towards it but if i fall short hey i accomplished more than what i thought i was capable of doing because now you're pushing that limit so uh yeah and another thing is that i was just telling my girl this morning i was like you know what i feel like the way things are playing out right now they're picking up at a pace that i need to be focused so like i wanted to have you heard of the 75 hard challenge no it's what have you heard of andy Fursella? yeah so andy Fursella has a great podcast too he has this thing called the 75 hard challenge where basically you commit 75 days of no drinking no smoking read read 10 pages a day and eat healthy for 75 days straight have you started it i did it before actually you did did 75 i did 61 okay and i was just out of like oh we want homies thanksgiving you know it was just like I'm going to look into it. It didn't make that. it right. It didn't make it right. I'm going to do the 75. But uh, I think like when you're in a moment when like you start to see all the plays align, like the stars start aligning, you're like, this is the moment that I've been working my ass off for. Yeah. I'm not going to let it go to waste. For sure. I got to fucking get it. No, no ifs or buts. So I feel like the excuses I've got, I've given myself have been things that I've done on my own. Like these are bad choices, not bad mistakes. So it's like. If I were to just eliminate these distractions, eliminate these things that put me in a position to be weak and not execute, I'm not going to risk it. And I, I actually heard this in a Nipsey Hustle interview, and that's the only reason why I do it, because of the way he viewed it. He was like, I smoke weed, I do this and that, but when I got my projects online, I got something really important, I'm focused. And I'm like not even drinking, I'm not smoking, I'm focused. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, just applying those things and kind of like in my own way. Um, but Andy Frisella's 74 hard, 75 Hard Challenge isn't easy, though. I did 61 last time. I didn't do 75. I'm going to try it. I've been, it's worth I'm, it. I think, I think, so if, if I don't know if like, we might've talked about it, but mm-hmm. my claim to fame was when I, when I was like 24, 25, my uncle challenged me to stop drinking and smoking mm. and I thought he was crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some circumstances led to me. Uh, it was like, like the day I was, I actually got a DUI when I was 21 Yeah. and I never took care of it. And my uncle had been in my ear three, four years later. 
and I went, I finally um, had to take care of it, mm -hmm. wound up having to go to jail and yep. for just like a week, yep. but uh, wound up taking care of it. And then I was in a, in the DUI program, thought it was going to be shit, but the teacher was amazing. Mm. And he did like the 25 things of addiction. Mm. And I felt like he was talking to me. And that night I was like, I used to big blaze, big drink. Mm. And that night I, um, I watch him call it. I smoked that night, and I said, "I'm not gonna smoke or drink for." He he said, "Don't even quit forever." He said, "Try it for six months." Yeah, that six months of not drinking and smoking changed my life. I paid off all my debt. Yep. I saved more money than I ever saved my entire life. I was able to buy a motorcycle, mm. and it was it 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 gave me a level of clarity. So I don't really. I only drink on New Year's, my birthday, and when a uh, one or two days when I'm on vacation. Yeah. Um. Just during the, the occasions. Just during the pandemic, I've smoked a little weed here yep. and there. Um, but if there was no pandemic going on, I because of when you're working and hustling and and running so many projects, you have to be on point. Yeah. So it's very hard to some people. They're not a stumbling block. You look yeah. at Burner or something. He looks like he could smoke all day and become a <laughs> yeah, millionaire. Still, still shit. Yeah. You know, but some people, those things, you have to realize what your stumbling blocks yeah, are. Yeah. Self awareness. And that's why I was getting at. You know, because I started realizing that like maybe I need to slow down a little bit. And maybe I having a third perspective, someone telling me like, you know, because I, I love smoking. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a smoke. I smoke my weed. You see, I got my pen right here. Yeah. You know I, mean? I don't give a fuck. I love, I love weed. I even tell my job, like, I'm an advocate for weed, you know? But the thing is, though, is that there's certain time periods when it's good to filter it. I'm not like how you how your teacher told you. It's like, don't cut it forever. Yeah. Just when it matters or at least for this time period. Nipsey said it perfect. Yeah. So, you know, for me, the 75 days are essential. And then after, you know, I feel like. Once I proved it to myself, then I'm I'll know what I want. And you know what's yeah. crazy is that when I was doing it those sixty one days, the the hardest was the first twenty one days, the first twenty thirty days. Yeah. After I had no desire, I really didn't have. I didn't realize I didn't have a desire. I promise you, I'm looking it up tonight, and I might smoke tonight. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I might I'm, kill I'm, this and like have one more blunt. I'm I'm still. I, I was I just might, telling her this morning, so I don't know. Yeah, what I'm, day I'm doing that challenge. It called me. Let's just do it together, that. bro. Yeah. Let's I'm just down. do it together. We'll just call it. We'll we'll decide on a day. Yeah, I'm super down. Let's. Let, you want to do it right now? Are you feeling that ballsy, or you want to wait it out? I'll start. I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I'll you know, going tomorrow. All right, we'll decide when. But the point is. Uh, we were going to conclude this earlier. So the the folks now know your goals for 2021. Yeah. Uh, and the pop-up shop is tomorrow. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll throw a highlight video on here since we won't get a chance to be there. But we'll throw some type of clips on there. For sure. And, uh, you know, any last-minute things you want to tell the folks in San Jose and the folks tuning in? I love y'all. I love the support that you guys have been giving me. I love the energy of San Jose. This is my home. Um, for those of you that don't know, I was born in Los Angeles, but I moved hey. out here when I was 11. So I definitely got love for my L.A. city, but San Jose is where it's at. We do big business out here. We talking eBay's, we talking Google's, we talking Shit. Netflix. I, I, I fuck with the I fuck with the Bay. It's big, big, big business out here. You know what I mean? So I fuck with y'all. I love y'all. All the support. Everybody who's come out to the to the pop up shop. Every brand that spent money with me. Every brand that's even slid in my DM. Everyone who said anything nice to me. I every citizen of the Bay Area and the world. I love y'all. <laughs> hey man, straight love right there, man. Uh, Bay Area, shout out to Silicon Valley, shout out to San Jose, yeah. first and foremost, and even a little love to LA, man. We got respect for all California. Um, but yeah, man, once again, thank you so much for taking the thank time you. to come down here. I know you're busy, man. We all busy, but we glad we made this happen. Um, it ain't exclusive. If it ain't an Emlyn exclusive, it's your boy BQ. This is the Emlyn Podcast, my guy JD, and we out. We out. Peace.